0: Um, Yes, I am Sammy. I feel like I don't really need to do much of an introduction now, because Duncan's done a great job. So a polite round of applause for Duncan as well. Come on, let's be real, we love that. Um, I am from, (laughs) come on, there we go. Oh, there you go, wow. Oh, I love that, that's cool. I wouldn't have thought. thought, I thought you were younger than me. I didn't know that, that's mad. Oh, there you go. Wowzers. Yes, yeah, so why I am coming from Manchester and I don't know if you guys noticed in Noel, that wonderful hymn where it talks about the Northwest and God shining his glory on the Northwest. I thought I'd bring some of that glory to you guys this evening because you guys need it, you know. All that. I'm joking. I love London. I really do. Um, I'm super excited to be sharing with you guys um, today about the fact that Jesus is our Savior and Jesus is our Lord. And in um, the, the bit when we're singing the carols, uh, they I already read the passage that I'm going to be reading from which is Luke chapter 2 verses 1 and um, well I'm focusing on verses 8 all the way to 11 but we heard something amazing from verse 1 which I will touch on in a second but before I get there right I'm starting to feel like a little bit of a scapegoat. The last time I spoke about uh, Christmas it was just after England had lost the Euros Which is weird because that was like July, but we were chronologically going through the book of Luke and that's where we are up to that day. And now I find myself after a terrible loss, you know, a really sad loss for the boys. I was joking around watching the match yesterday um, and I was like doing my little commentary thing that I do, but I say this with all seriousness, right? The boys played a great game yesterday. And I would always go as far as to say that we were probably the better team, you know? But we'll talk about that another time. Um, but it's not easy approaching a disappointed crowd. It's not the one. So I'm starting to feel a little bit hard done by this. <laughs> but I am super confident that what we are celebrating today, the birth of Jesus, it's good news. And it's good news no matter how disappointed we might be feeling about anything. and No matter what disappointing circumstances we can find ourselves in. The birth of Jesus, who Jesus is, what he has done, it's good News, And I'm excited to get into that. So let's go to Luke 2 verses 8 to 11. It says that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified but the angel reassured them do not be afraid. He said I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people the savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. I love Christmas and one of my favorite things about Christmas is the nativities when they start kicking off in the schools or in the churches for two reasons. Kids are adorable. You guys are my people. I love you a lot, right? But the other thing is, Kids are completely and utterly unpredictable. You don't know if Mary's going to start holding baby Jesus by the foot. You don't know if Joseph is going to be on one side of the stage scratching his bum or picking his nose. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's chaotic. It's cute. And I absolutely love it. But what I always find interesting is that everybody wants a main part to play. And if they don't get it, it's tears. It's carnage. It's absolutely mad. Right. Everybody wants an important part to play. Everybody wants to be Mary. They want to be Joseph. They want to be the shepherds. And um, they're not even in this portion of uh, the passage that I'm reading here today. But they want to be the wise men because these are the important people in the play. I want to be one of them. Right. But if you were actually Jewish at this time, you wouldn't want to be any of those guys. You wouldn't want to be because Mary was a woman. She was regarded as one of the lowest in her society. Joseph had a very humble job. He was a carpenter, again, one of the lowliest in um, society. The wise men were foreigners. Jews would have regarded them as Gentiles, not part of God's story and what he's doing in the world, right? They're foreigners. And the shepherds. The shepherds would have been regarded Some of the most outcasted people in the society because of what they did. Because of what they did, they had to muck around with dirty animals, dead animals, touching all these um, like animals that would actually keep them from being allowed to be in the temple. Because if you read Leviticus... You will see all the different rules and regulations that went into somebody being ceremonially unclean. And a lot of the times the shepherd would have been regarded ceremonially unclean. So they weren't even allowed like a lot of the time into the temples. And they were looked down on because of the job that they did. They were seen as the outcast. They were overlooked by everyone. But what I love about this story is God doesn't overlook them. In fact, actually, they're the ones that get to hear this amazing good news for the first time. And this good news, um, it says in verse 20, leaves them glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and all that they had seen. And it leaves you thinking, what have they heard and what had they seen? Well, the first thing that they heard and saw is that Jesus um, is Savior. Jesus is the one that was born, the Savior. Verse 11 says, yes, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem. And one of the names that we love to remind ourselves at Christmas time um, that was given to Jesus that we even um, sang before is Emmanuel, which, which means God with us. One of the greatest wonders, one of the greatest miracles that we get to remember at Christmas is that God stepped into our humanity. And it was for a reason, it was for a purpose. God stepped into our humanity to save us. God stepped into our humanity to save humanity. See, sometimes you can't really appreciate the full story if you're jumping in halfway. Um, I'm not somebody who likes to read books. I prefer to watch the film. I know, I know, I know. I prefer to watch a film and cheat, right? But for us to fully understand this, let's go right to the beginning of the story. In Genesis, the picture that we see for God's purpose and plan for humanity. God created humanity to know him, to love him, to love one another, to enjoy this amazing earth that he created for us and to look after it. We were created to reflect his love, his goodness, all that God is into the world, right? That's what we were created for, to love God, to love one another, to love the creation that he's given us. And I don't need to go any further to know that that's not what the world looks like today. In fact, we're the ones that are making a lot of decisions that hurt each other, that hurt the world around us. And most of all, we make decisions that hurt God. And this all started with us as humanity deciding to turn away from God, turning away from the plan and the purpose that he had from us. So God is everything that is good. He's life. He's love. He's hope. He's peace. And when we turn our backs away from him and we live ourselves like we're God, we reflect chaos and pain and hurt and death comes into the world. That's what Jesus came to save us from that's why jesus is savior he came to save us from the consequences of what the bible calls sin us turning our backs away from god that's what he came to save us from see a lot of people get really uncomfortable talking about sin room's gone a little bit quiet i can feel the heartbeat of the room what's she gonna say how's it gonna go where's it gonna end up i'm not uncomfortable talking about sin. Um, I'm an evangelist I love to tell people about Jesus I love to share the gospel because sin is in the end of the story there's an amazing hope that we find in Jesus I'm, un- I'm very comfortable talking about sin because I know that Jesus has dealt with my sin I know that Jesus came down to earth uh, this saviour that we're talking about today he grew up and he took on the consequence of my sin the consequence of everybody's sin who's lived everybody's sin who's living everybody whose sin is yet to live Jesus took that upon himself the consequence of that which is death on the cross and he died with it left it in the ground and rose again with life and life to the full for every single person so I'm not ashamed of it because I know that he's dealt with it I'm not ashamed of it because I know that when I put my hope and my trust in him there is life there is purpose there is so much that I have to live for that is what Jesus saved us from and that is what Jesus saved us for a life full of meaning and hope and peace and peace With him, this is what the shepherds hear that leaves them glorifying God and praising him. See, the shepherds, like I said before, would have been regarded people that probably weren't very welcome in a lot of these spaces. And I don't know what kind of year or month or week or day that you've had. I don't know if you feel like you've let God down recently or you're letting God down or whatever. I want you to know today that there is a savior, that is Jesus and he saved you from that and you are free from that because of what he's done. God loves you, God came to save you, God came to restore you, and you can know him which brings purpose and hope. These shepherds run into the surrounding towns because of this hope that they've heard about. God with us. He didn't leave us in our mess and our brokenness. He stepped into it and saved us from it. And it leaves these shepherds going and sharing that with the people around them. And one of the things that is also that I love about the Bible, right, is a lot of the times we push it to the side because we think it's so irrelevant to um, where we are right now in our society, where we are right now in our lives. But actually, these shepherds, these Jewish men, would have been in a context that is very similar to us. In verse 1 of that, um, which somebody read when they were singing, there was this census that had to be taken for Augustus, right? And that's because the Jewish people were under Roman rule, oppression, they were under leadership that was mistreating them. Leadership that let them down in one way or another. They were under all the, Some of the things that we can see in our world today, hopelessness, and that's the moment that Jesus stepped into. A lot of the times it talks about Jesus being a light. You don't need light if there isn't darkness. Jesus steps into that world which is dark, but there's hopelessness, and He is the hope of that of that for them. But not just them. It's joy to all people. Jesus came to save everyone through what he grows up to do and who he is. And when the shepherds hear this, what I love is as the story continue, um, continues in chapter two, is they go and tell everybody in the surrounding areas. Guys, we've got people in the world out there who are feeling hopeless because of the current state of our world. And rightfully so. Maybe some of us in the room right now, we're feeling hopeless as well. I want to remind you that God is with you. God has not forgotten you. God has not overlooked you because of your circumstances. God is with you and in him there is hope and there is a purpose. And we know that he's working out all of this stuff. And in the end, he's going to take away all the brokenness, all the hurt, all the pain in the world and make everything like it was always supposed to be us, him, each other, creation and enjoying it in his presence. How amazing is that? That's what we're working up towards too. But until then, we get to share this hope with the people around us. And as Duncan said, I've worked in schools up and down the country and and beyond and I go into schools and I share this message with young people and I don't offer them anything um, like materialistic in that moment. I just offer them what has changed my life and, and, and what God is doing within my life. And to see their faces change because they've just met with the Savior, these shepherds do, and they go running around telling everyone, I've seen that happen right in front of me time and time and time again. You've probably seen that happen in this room when you guys go out and you do work in the community because that's what the message of Christmas does. It changes lives because Jesus is alive and he's working in, in us, through us, restoring the world back to the way that it was always meant to be. There is hope because Jesus is Savior. But Jesus is also Lord. He's not just a get out of jail free card. He's not, he didn't just save us and take the consequence that we deserve. He didn't just suffer for us and, 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 and defeat sin and all that kind of stuff and rise again and, and offers us all these good things. We have to come under his Lordship. We have to submit ourselves to him. That sounds really deep. Nobody wants to submit to people. We were chatting about it this morning and joking around uh, with, the, with, the, with the whole notion of submission and all that kind of stuff. Me, Duncan, and Jill um, earlier. And it's hard, to, to especially in the world that we live in today, to be like, there is a God um, and you should submit to him. That's really hard because how, how do we know if we can trust him? Actually, we live in a world where we put our hope and our trust in so many things and so many people that hurt us. So many people who don't know what to do with power. So many people who misuse it, perhaps abuse it. But God is not like that. Jesus is not like that. Jesus is king, he's Lord, but he's good. Jesus is king and he is Lord, but he's just. Jesus is king and he is Lord, but he is merciful. He is loving, fully just, fully good, fully loving If I told you that somebody like that exists, how would you not want to know them? He does. And probably many of us in this room have experienced his love and his goodness in our lives. Let's share that with people around us because they need to hear that. They need to see this Jesus that we know, that we love, who's changed our lives. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you. That he is with you every single step of the way. And I guarantee you that when you're faithful and you share him within your surrounding communities and your areas, that you will see him and his goodness working in other people's lives. And what I love most about this as I'm rounding up is the most powerful God, powerful king of the universe, the beginning of his story, he starts with the lowliest the overlooked, the ones who were cast out. And this is what he goes on to do the entirety of his life, comes alongside the brokenhearted, comes alongside those who, who aren't welcome and offers them love time and time again, showing us how we should respond and it's amazing that you guys are doing all this work where you're going to be um, providing shelter for people. This is what we're supposed to do as our inheritance, as followers of Jesus. We, we, can, we can look to him and how he lived throughout the Gospels and we can replicate that because he empowers us to do that. How amazing is that? How is that not good news? That is the good news of Christmas. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is Lord. Let's go out and share him With everybody that we know. Not just that, let's go out and be what he was for people when he was alive and when he was walking on the earth. Because right now he empowers us by his spirit to do so. There is hope because Jesus is Saviour and Jesus is Lord. I'm gonna pray for us in a moment, but um, Becca and uh, the guys are gonna come up um, and they're gonna sing a song for us in a moment. But let me pray for us. Jesus, I thank you that you are, um, that you are saviour and that you are Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you are good, fully good. I thank you that you're just, you're fully just. And I thank you that you're loving, fully loving. And I thank you for what um, you came to do that we remember at this time at Christmas, that you came to save Every single person, Lord, that you came to free us from sin. You came to bring us hope and to bring us purpose. And Lord, that we get to go out and and, and show other people and tell other people this love and this purpose and this hope that you've given to us. Um, God, I pray for anybody in this room right now um, who may be feeling really hopeless um, at this very moment in time. Thank you, Jesus, that you are Emmanuel, that you are God with us. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the Prince of Peace. Would your peace reign in this room today, Lord Jesus? Would your peace reign in our hearts as we leave today? Would we be able to feel your comfort and to feel the joy of you being with us? Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you go with us. And today we choose to remember the true meaning of Christmas, that you are Saviour and that you are Lord. And you know what, there's actually really nothing wrong with bringing yourself to a place where you um, you, you, you admit that Jesus is Lord again. I think it's been a specifically really hard year. It's been a specifically really hard time and I just feel like God is saying that I am Lord. I'm very much still in control. I'm very much still working everything for good, for your good. I just feel like God wants some of you in this room right now to know that he really is good. And that he sees you. God sees you and he sees where you're at. And I believe that he's saying, I love you. I am good. You can trust in me. Thank you, Jesus. We declare today, God afresh, that you are good. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you are with us, that you never leave us. Amen. Amen.